I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine, fine Saturday matinee to you both, Steve, Andy. Hey! <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was trying something new. Yeah. I was trying not to you offend just, anybody uh, in the world see what this sticks. morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey! That's a universal sign of uh, happy mornings. It's a, it's a good thing Andy doesn't host like a TV show. It's, it's just a good thing. I can see you on the morning news, just like hey, hey Phoenix. For, don't give the guy a green screen. Better. Uh, that's right. I like morning talk show host Andy. Mm, he's delightful. Oh, so funny. So uh, it's funny. been a been a heck of a week. Chance, how's your uh, how's your movie lives? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> over on uh, I think it's funny over on uh, on our Discord channels, uh, we saw that uh, Ray, one of our listeners, had watched the 1940 Gaslight, and mm-hmm. uh, in in preparation for the Q Core 1944 version, 
And it looks like you and I have both now watched that 1940 version, Pete. So as of so. as of 10 <laughs> minutes ago, I just finished it. <laughs> I watched it last night, so we're not too far apart. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. This, you know. All right. So Ray is the new patient zero. I'll I'll hand that off to him. I'm seeing that patient zero, the title patient zero, it's more of a crown that gets passed from week to week. (laughs) I think that's definitely uh, earned patient zero this week. I that that this is going to be an interesting week. It causes me great anxiety to watch these movies. Uh, the gaslight movie. <laughs> Great anxiety, but uh, super uh, fun to uh, revisit the gaslight cinematic universe. <laughs> so I, I need to catch up on this. So you guys saw the 1940. Yeah. That's on Amazon. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. You guys watched it. And then I see the 1944 is available on the Criterion channel. So hmm. I got some. I think that one, oh, yeah, that one might be on Prime too. Again. But either way, you're, you're fine checking that out. Yeah. I know, but I got to I gotta finish with my film board re, uh, catch up first, too. Mm, yeah. I had a good well, week actually, with that, too. Um, Ray pointed out to me that yeah. the Criterion channel actually has a whole. I don't know what it's film board. They have a whole film board section, <laughs> the, the theater <laughs> film board section over in the Criterion Channel. No, but they have a series um, collected under a channel or a, a sub channel. I don't know what it's called, but it's called George Cukor's Women. So you can likely find oh, yeah. it yeah. playing there. So mm. yeah, they do little groupings of things, sort of thematically. Yeah, yeah. occasionally it's kind of fun over there. Uh, so what did you what did you catch up on this week, Steve? Getting ready for. Uh... The film board rewatch. Happy time. <laughs> Me too. Disaster. <laughs> yes. That must have been really satisfying I, for you to watch on the heels of watching Detective Pikachu. <laughs> well, what a double like feature for Steve. Again, <laughs> let, let's let's do a noir, a, a noir type detective story, but go to the opposite end of the spectrum of kids' yeah. entertainment, and and still fail <laughs> to do things well. Yes. It's been a torturous week for you. Oh. Yeah, well, I figured it would be. Uh, it made sense to watch those sort of near each other yeah. and just get it out of the way. And I, I figured I can. I can only go up from there. Child forty four has to be better than those. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But see, I was going to do that, but that's like two hours and fifteen minutes. I had no idea. That's nothing. That. It's nothing. But the cast. Oh, my gosh. The cast in that. How can that movie be bad? And I will find out. I am you sure. will. Yes, indeed. I. Uh, and then I did my uh, John Wick. Oh, yeah. Oh, getting ready for you, number so three. Number three. So I watched yeah. the first one last night. Going to do number two today and then three either later today or tomorrow. And I, man, that John Wick, that first one. This is, I think, the fourth time I've I've mm-hmm. watched it. It still holds oh, yeah, up. Yeah, it is still so solid. Exceptional. Oh my gosh. I I'm torn if I want to go jump into the third one fresh, or if I want to go back and rewatch uh, one and two just to kind of uh, get everything back on the make sure my head's in the same the right space for it. Oh, you got to watch. You I have, have to a tip. watch them both. I, I have a first. Yeah, I have a tip for you because my brother watched it yesterday. And he said, I should have rewatched them because three references the earlier films a bit. But see, you guys, <laughs> okay. I mean, Something you don't, this is, remember, our standing situational rule, the John Wick rule, is that these movies 
are not three different movies. It's really just one movie. It doesn't no, matter how one, many they yes. continue to add. It's always just one movie. You have to start at the beginning and watch it all the way through. As long <laughs> as it takes, you must commit to the yes. entire experience. Don't you feel like always bad for the last part, though? Because like I did that with Harry Potter when those movies would come out. I'd go back and rewatch or the, when the books, I'd reread yeah. all the books. Mm. And it's like, OK, so the first book I read like seven times. The second one, six times. <laughs> yes. By the time I got to the seventh book, I read you're it once. once. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like that, you know, the, the later ones always get neglected. And same thing with, you know, the John Wicks, the Return of the Kings, the, uh, you know, the end games. Yeah. They're, they're always the last one. And a couple they'll, of they'll times a year, you should probably just count. watch them in reverse. <laughs> or no i'll start i'll start i'll start last yeah. and read it once yeah and then i'll read it again in the second and the second to last that's and a good <laughs> idea yeah no you're gonna be busy oh, you're never gonna have time for john wick you'll be too busy reading harry potter backwards <laughs> uh i caught uh, happy time i've murders. got a new plan for my life that's right <laughs> I uh, I caught Happy Time Murders and uh, and for me it's it's an interesting thing this whole flick chart uh, re ranking endeavor because the movies I didn't see when you guys when we talked about them was because I wasn't on the show largely but I then edited the show and so I already oh. like I felt like I had seen them. <laughs> And and knew them quite thoroughly before I walked in. So Happy Time Murders knew what I was going to get. I think I am a sucker for puppet swearing. And so that movie didn't offend me as much as as I think the rest of you. It still didn't didn't do great, uh, particularly on Flickchart. Like it was easy not to to pick it. Uh, but but I laughed much more, I think, than than you guys did. So uh, what are you going to do? And The Dark Tower, I finally uh, caught and as somebody who really did not in like the the book the first book i quite enjoyed the movie like i i had a a, a much better time than i expected watching the movie so uh, that was these were both actually not disappointing catch-up films for me so i only have um uh so i think i'm i might be actually caught up at this point i need to go back and look at my list um but I did catch up with Black uh, Klansman again. I had somebody over who hadn't seen it, and I got oh. very excited to watch that movie again. And that is better this time than it was last time. Man, that was a, a fantastic movie. I love that movie so much. Spike Lee's uh, best one. So it really, really is. Do you have a Do you have a different relationship with that film than people that did not grow up in Colorado Springs? Do you reflect on that at all of this was going on around the time? Were you living in that around uh, there at that time? That those we we got there place? shortly after um, because oh, okay. I remember I <laughs> you'll remember my extensive backstory, Steve. Uh, I, I was we were a kid. <laughs> I, we were kids. <laughs> We were, we were kids. My parents and I, we were all kids. Um, I was a little kid, like kindergarten when we moved there. And it was in the, because this, this took place oh, okay. in 70, yeah. what was it? 76, something like yeah. that. And and I got there, I think Somewhere in like there. 79. Yeah. Uh, so it oh, was, okay. it was still very resonant. And because my dad was in the news business, shout out KRDO, KKTV, um, TV stations there, like I I grew up deeply invested in the story of David Duke. Like he came back around and again and again and again through my childhood. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah, I, I mean, I just I, I only insofar as I know the story of of okay. you know yeah. what happened uh, at that time. Uh, but you know, Colorado Springs is just like any other 
town trying to come to terms with its racist history, um, you know, across the West. What a, you know, everybody like, has like a Portland. closet. Yeah, you, you're yeah. just you're just drawn to those places. It's weird, right? Portland's yeah. got a history Portland like that is, too. Yeah, well, okay. Dark history. It's not great, <laughs> you guys. It's not great. The city and the belly. We don't like to Portland. talk about it. Um, so, anyhow. That was that's my that's my big week and and it was I don't okay. know how I did, did it I feel like I had to conjure the uh, uh, Andy Nelson uh, uh, movie what is it the oh the blot, the blot the blot Nelson, Nelson zone, zone? Uh, somehow managed to get through <laughs> yeah. five movies this week and I had a huge production oh, project oh and wow. uh, and I'm trying to be better wow. you guys are such uh, aspirational well you not you so much Steve but Andy Andy and Ben <laughs> and. And you're writing all these reviews on Letterboxd. And I looked at my oh catalog my yeah. and there are movies yeah. that I've like, I'm so behind on even just acknowledging I've seen movies on Letterboxd that, uh, and so I'm trying to go back and fill in these holes with little reviews. It's, it's really fun once I have some momentum to it, but God, it's hard to do. Yeah, you know, every, uh, every post that the next reel does on Letterboxd for every show we talk about includes a link to your review. I know, Andy, it's terrible. I'm trying. I'm trying to Most fill of in all go of those to holes. Dead links. <laughs> So sad. <laughs> some of them, some of them go to pages for the movies that indicate I've never seen the movie that we talked about on the show. So I'm trying to fill that in. <laughs> I swear. Uh, anyhow, that's all. That's enough about me. What else do you guys have? <laughs> what is it? Do we have any? Uh, should we talk about Marvel? Is there Marvel news? Please tell me there's Marvel news. There's, I feel like there's always Marvel news. Uh, you know, it, it has been a fun week now that, you know, <laughs> Disney's, um, I, I don't even know if, what do you call it? A policy a requested suggestion of like no spoilers for two weeks, whatever that thing was that they had where don't say anything about the movie. All of a sudden that lifted and it has been fun looking at all of the actors um, uh, tweets and Instagram posts about all of the like illegal photos and videos that they took from set just to, just to see like all the fun behind the scenes that they're having and uh, some and some great moments too. It's it's kind of cool to see those moments uh, raw. I like it. I haven't seen any of them. That's the kind I've been too what? busy watching puppets swearing movies. <laughs> too much time in the happy time murder right. universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lucky you. Lucky yeah. you. Um, um, but yeah, I think I think Gwen Stacy though is getting her solo series, so that's that's exciting. Oh. A little more uh, Ghost Spider. So, oh, should be cool. Great. Yeah. Wait, is this going to be is is it an animated thing from some what's the news there um i don't think so i think I, you know i don't know i want to say it's just a, a comic series that they're doing but um honestly i'm not quite sure oh um what it's going to be yeah i think it's i think it's a new comic series so okay yeah but it'll be a fun one to see yeah absolutely she's certainly gained uh, uh, a lot more fans after um uh, the spider-verse movie came out so um, and they still haven't released any, uh, any updates until after Spider-Man on what phase four is I'm, uh, the phase four. I've clock, heard nothing. Right? Yeah. yeah I, I've heard nothing. nothing 
Aren't they launching Phase 7 with new mutants? Because isn't that just getting kicked down the, the road? Something like that. Well, got you know, a, that's got an official release date, he says in heavy air quotes. <laughs> is it its fifth official release date? Uh-huh. That's right. I, 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 yep. I, think, I think so. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, dropping Marvel for a minute, I have to say the most exciting superhero news of the week is watching the new Batwoman trailer. Did you guys watch that? I haven't seen it yet. For the CW? No, I have It not. looks yeah. just awesome. And I'm like, she deserves her own movie. It just looks so cool. And I am just horribly behind on all of the CW DC properties. But oh, just well. watching this, I'm like, I have to <laughs> jump in and start watching these. Because they just, I mean, it looks so good. Oh, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I saw that was coming. And I th- that's absolutely. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. Especially because, what's her name? She was uh, the... Uh, she was in Pitch Perfect three as the evil band leader. Oh, Ru- Ruby yeah. Rose. She's also in John. She's also in. John she's Mark everywhere too. all of a sudden. That's yeah. right. She's in John. Mark yeah, she's uh, she's she is yeah. amazing. And as, I mean, as soon as the news hit that she was going to be playing Batwoman, it, it, I got very excited about it. I just, you know, again, swearing puppets. I haven't had time to catch up on all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, That's it. You talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go watch it right now. <laughs> Uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So that's exciting. That's some more exciting comic news. Uh, what else? It's. I feel like you know. It's been a sad week with with deaths and everything. Tim oh, Conway. Yes. Oh, oh, that one just broke my yeah. heart. And uh, Doris Day. And there was another one. Who's the other one? Yes. Oh, it was um, Peggy Lipton. Yes. Yes. It was like, and then it was like Doris Day was the next day, and then Tim Conway. And uh, no fun. No. No. I have uh, some Stephen King news. Oh, do you? Stephen King news? Yes. Yes. Uh, Because, you know, Game of Thrones is going away. So where do you go for your sort of like fantasy, you know, TV shows? Uh, Looks like Hulu is going to be working on bringing Stephen King's Eyes of the Dragon. (gasps) Wow. I don't know what that is. What is that? It's his fantasy novel. What? It's Pete. How did you not read that? Never read it. What are you going to do? Oh I don't know. I don't know. Does it have puppet sex scenes? It was in 1984. <laughs> no, it was published in 1984. So you were I've like. I've never even heard of it. Wow, Eyes of wow. the Dragon. I, I, I figured you would have heard wow. of it, but maybe not have read it. But the fact yeah. that you haven't even heard of it oh. is just mind boggling. Eyes of the Dragon. Internet intern, f- go get me a copy. My, my yeah. mind has been boggled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. You, did you read all the Dark Tower stuff? No, or? no. I read no, uh, the first no, you, Dark Tower, and I was so turned off by it that I just it was. Oh, it that's was, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You said you didn't. I'd like okay. to. I, but I, you read I the, then went outside and read some wet concrete, and uh, that was you better. Read, you read the stand. You, yes, though. I did very stand, recently. Right? Actually, okay. So we've got. So this is the interesting little Stephen King imaginative universe. Is that? The king in Eyes of the Dragon, he's got a magician named Flag, mm-hmm. A-G-G. So we're, you know, again, his whole universe thing coming together. But, oh, it's such a great, like, young adult fantasy adventure book. So much fun. And it's not a horror at all. Surprised. So it's right up your alley, no, Pete. No, not at all. Yeah. I can, I can handle the truth, Andy. I can face hard <laughs> things. <laughs> but I guess... uh Seth Graham Smith is writing the opening episode and serving as showrunner. Uh, what does Deadline say? He was uh, the Lego Batman movie. Ah. 
So oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, it, so yeah, I, I gotta I gotta take a step back. You say it's it's YA. Like, how does this how how is this a replacement for Game of Thrones? It's got dry. It's oh, got that was it. That was the end of the. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. This is this is a result of their petition to redo the season. They're like, okay, fine. You want dragons? HBO says well, Hulu will. <laughs> here, Hulu's going to do That's this. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I did, un, unrelated to that, mostly, but HBO is also doing his dark materials. I didn't realize that. Yes, that looks really good. I'm very excited oh, about oh, that. It's, it's got some they, great people involved. Oh, instead of are they doing that as a like extended yeah, series so. instead of trying to cram it all into a yeah. little film? Oh, okay. And oh. HBO is doing Watchmen. Uh, have you are you up to speed on the latest Watchmen oh, trailers? It looks not like what I expected. That is crazy. Yeah, and, and is that a good thing or a bad? thing? I think thing? it's a good thing. But okay. I have my Change.org right. pe- petition ready for them to remake it if I don't like it. <laughs> We're going to go into the the, the petition I thing. I, that could take too long. I, well, it's, I, it's, name. it's an interesting discussion. No, it is because the new what was it just. Is it two days ago that there was the announcement about Robert Pattinson as Batman? And now there's already a petition going to have him replace that. I thought this the entitlement of fans is just overwhelming and appalling. And it's, you know, this is kind of funny on the heels of our conversation about for whom the bell tolls, because as we learned in that, uh, the research for that show, there was a lot of, uh, you know, people who felt they wanted to get involved in the casting because they, uh, I mean, Hemingway kind of had his picks, but people were writing in from all over the country about who they thought should play Maria in that. So, I mean, it's interesting that this has been going on so long. It's just, it's turned into something so different now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, back in the 80s when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, everybody's like, why would you cast the funny guy as as Bruce Wayne? What? This is insane. This is going to be horrible. And yeah. And he was amazing. You know, that, I, yeah, he was great. Batman. Yeah, that's, he was a great I'll, I'll Batman. You do this casting against against type thing. And it, sometimes it really works. Sometimes it fails. But. The fact that people feel that they have the right to have some say in this to try to bully studios and networks around to you have to do it our way yeah no, trust them they're professionals and you know what even if you they may not screw like it, it up and you let them screw it. it up yeah don't then don't enjoy sure. it i absolutely support your efforts <laughs> not to like this batman go watch another batman right. these comments i'm looking at the right. comments on the replace robert pattinson as the new batman and they're all terrible they are the worst of the internet and they make change.org a bad place so don't yeah. go there um 444 yeah. now in the last three seconds six people have have actually signed it keeps growing right and it's growing right now <laughs> all they want to do is get to 500 that's his whole goal is that 500 oh, people oh, there geez, at 449 don't sign pointless. it it's terrible go yeah. watch something else go it, it right. makes me crazy that the internet has created a lever that fans can pull uh with this kind of hate and rage it, it, as a response to you know a creative outlet like this is not the creativity is not designed to be this kind of participatory enabled democracy it's just not it, yeah. it's not how well, it works 
Yeah, it's art. I mean, I, mean, I know there's an argument right. that yeah. it's not. It, it you right. know, it's it costs good. money. It's they business, have to make but, money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. to pay it off and stuff, but still people are putting creative decisions into it that are decisions that they have made right or wrong are part of how they want that story to be told. It's just, uh, it's just baloney. Like, I mean, are they going to, I mean, people are going to start getting up in arms with, you know, Stephen King, when he writes a book, it's like, this isn't mm-hmm. how it should right. end. Yeah. Rewrite the dark tower right. book eight. You know, it's yeah. just uh, so dumb. Well, it's and it's the assumption that they have that much influence because I saw the Game of Thrones. They were shooting for like five hundred thousand, and then the article I was reading, they said, "Oh yeah, like forty something million people watched the episode last week." And I thought, forty million, half mm-hmm. a million are those half a million? That doesn't outweigh the forty million. If okay, if it was twenty five million people that signed that petition, HBO might say, "Oh well, maybe we made a bad choice." I don't think they're going to go remake it, but this expectation that your voice is going to have exert some influence over, you know, a, a private industry there. I, no, yeah. I no. mean, that's the, the economic, uh, you yeah. know, argument and it, yeah. uh, nobody, nobody yeah. at HBO cares. It will, it might make them yeah. help uh, decide what next property that, that, you know, they're going to make. It will influence sure. decisions that they make going forward, but not about your beloved property. That's over. Stop watching, no. go put your eyeballs <laughs> something <done>. somewhere else. <laughs> um, I, I think the problem yeah. You know, I, I this article I shared over on Discord on Mashable, which is the, uh, you know, on the how the game, the choose your own ending generation fan petitions have gone too far, <laughs> yeah. which, spoiler, I agree with wholeheartedly uh, that, you know, it outlined a couple of properties where the, the publishers actually did change things. Right. Where and I think it was Mass Effect was was one where the the fans hated the ending so much that uh, they they went back and and changed it um, uh, and, and you know, rewrote canon effectively. Now, I never played through the end of Mass Effect because I stopped liking the series. <laughs> and So I moved on to something else, sure. uh, living by exactly. my own creed. And uh, so I don't know how Mass Effect 3 ended apparently was hated um here it is instead of telling fans to lump it or create their own modded versions in 2013 developer bioware quieted the mob by bringing out a new ending uh now their argument is video games are different than movies or tv shows that players do have some influence on ending uh on, on the endings of these properties and that that is the point of video games uh, what? and and what they ended up doing was rewriting a cutscene, apparently or something this new content at the end um, I don't even know that I necessarily agree with that, but some of these, you know, great big sprawling universes with heavily dramatic cutscene storylines are, you know, I, I guess there can be a case made, maybe, um, but even that feels like a stretch to me. So it's very frustrating. I don't, I, I just watch it or don't. Uh, and and I should say, exactly. I yeah. love getting fired up about things that I don't like. Like, why else would we have started a podcast? Like, Go start a podcast, people. Wait, 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 but you started a move. You started a podcast called "Movies We Like," not movies we hate and want to rant. But about. we changed that when we found a movie we wanted to rant about. Steve, don't you remember? <laughs> yes, I guess, I guess I do. It's very frustrating. It is. Oh yeah, people lost their damn minds. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other news? All right. Or are we going to jump into trailers? I don't have any news. I don't think I have any other anything else. All right, so I, then I have a, a question to pose to the board. Is there a corollary to A24 uh, that is the Kino Lorber corollary? 
<laughs> well, I was torn. Or the 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 non Netflix rule, since you both have Netflix. Oh, that's trailers. true. Well, that's true. And but and I would say mine doesn't have a, a a trailer warning ahead, but mine is close to a red band. Certainly, a lot of swearing in my trailer. Yes, there is. Is there? Did I did I watch did the right watch trailer? Right trailer? I, maybe I've just been maybe it's just because watching the Happy Time Murder. Thing <laughs> yeah, he's totally numb. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, go ahead, Steve. Take it. Lead us on. Oh, okay. Uh, we're calling we're calling the Kino Lorber um, well, the it sub, ha- it sub has factor. An, sure, sure. It has an A twenty four feel to it. I guess it's what know. it's uh, it's who buys A twenty four when A twenty four doesn't feel like picking it up. That's exactly what <laughs> oh. happened. Second string. They're like oh. this is a little too A24. weird for even us. <laughs> <laughs> Like, take it away oh, okay <laughs> this is this is the mountain it's the story of a young man who after losing his mother goes to work with a doctor specializing in lobotomies and therapies and w- there was just something about the style of this trailer that caught my eye uh with this one is it's just a very quiet calming uh, just the, the cinematography of shot just so much so many beautiful images in this trailer. And you've got, uh, you know, Ty Sheridan and Jeff Goldblum and this, uh, plus Udo. Who doesn't love some Udo in their movies? Uh, so it got my attention, and I'd never heard of this director before, Rick Alverson. So I did a little digging to see, is, you know, the look of this film looks like something that I may have seen something of his before and not remembered it. But no, I have not seen any of his work. But apparently, uh, according to Wikipedia, his films have been characterized by their departure from traditional three-act structure and that they are confrontational in nature. So I'm, I'm very much intrigued. And I, I think Ty, he has worked with Ty Sheridan before on a film called, uh, I think it's The Comedian, I, I think is that, or The Entertainer. I can't remember. All his films have like one-word titles. Uh, with this one, but I'm really intrigued by this because it it's a look at America in the fifties and apparently it's based on, you know, actual sort of, it's a fictionalized version of the guy who sort of invented the lobotomy. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see what this story has to say about either the mental health industry or America or identity, because it seems like Ty Sheridan's character is on this journey and has lots of questions about what happens to people when we and we change them. Uh, if the lobotomy, you know, changes a person's personality, then are they the same person? And what happens to the person that they were before? So exploring those questions is something that I, I love seeing in films. So that's uh, what I'm bringing. It's hitting theaters July 26th. I, I don't imagine this one getting a wide release, but if it's out, it may be one that I want to see on the big screen just because it looks like it has some really gorgeous cinematography. How'd you guys feel about this one? The 1.33 to 1 aspect ratio certainly caught my eye because that's not something you see anymore. And so (laughs) filming a project in kind of just that TV scope was instantly uh, kind of just piqued my curiosity. And, And the whole thing kind of has this washed out feel to it. It looks interesting. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I know we're uh, poking fun, but it it does look like an interesting story. It looks like an interesting direction. And I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Jeff Goldblum in anything is is pretty great. So, <laughs> um, and it's just in time for um, for potentially my uh, my birthday uh, marathon. So, 
maybe if it actually gets a theater, theater release uh, close, maybe I will check it out. I just love that Goldblum is reprising his Thor Ragnarok character <laughs> again <laughs> so soon after the release of that film. <laughs> uh, I, I too, noticed the aspect ratio first. Uh, just just let it be known that I'm a big aspect ratio guy. Uh, and I always like to say what Andy says. <laughs> It'll be on your tombstone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the aspect ratio. He was guy. a big aspect ratio guy. I. Uh, this is one of those movies where I saw the trailer, I watched the trailer, and I thought I'm not going to see this movie. And then I realized, <laughs> invariably, I will see this movie probably after you guys see it and tell me what a mistake I made for not seeing it in the theater. And I'll probably like it. It's. Uh, kind of horrifying i do love the photography angle uh, that looks like is peeking out of the story and uh, some of the stills that it captures uh, you know that you see just kind of captured of, of everybody standing around these bodies during therapy i thought it was just horrifying and, and compelling uh, and I'll, I'll probably end up waiting to see if they do a, a director's uh, director's cut or a fan voted recut that's actually in 16 by 9 <laughs> So instead of being patient zero, you'll be patient like 2,497. Patient, patient N. <laughs> this looks like, uh, a, you know, an unofficial sequel to The Master. Yeah, <laughs> that's it right. Has, it, it has, has that, that feel. feel. That's yes. another one. Yes. feel. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. is another one. Uh, yeah. When, wait, when did got you? got a 5.6 on the IMDb star rating right now, though. It's out of 290. (laughs) And I get, this is one that I think it's, it's going to be polarizing. Either it's your type of movie or you're going to hate this type of thing. Uh, July 26th. Yeah. Right there for Andy's birthday. There we go. All right. Okay. Netflix nerds. Um, uh, okay. Andy, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go? Sure. I'm going to go. I'm really excited about mine. Uh, it is always be my maybe. Uh, directed by Nanachka Khan. And uh, this, it just looks like, I mean, it's it's a rom-com. It's, it, you know, just doesn't feel like it's anything too unique or special, but it's uh, it's made a, a, it's a central cast of a couple uh, of Asians. And we're looking at it, it's like giving us a nice look into a, just another world. And I like that it's doing something a little different and i just am very excited about it and the cast looks great i just love these two at the center of it ali wong and randall park who both look great as the foundational characters of our rom-com again it it feels very much like the sort of rom-com that we'd probably seen a million times but i just i don't know i just love the vibe of these two characters and especially i mean i was sold instantly on this on watching this as soon as we kind of have the little montage in the trailer of the two characters kind of getting back together and reconnecting and all that. And they're looking at a statue and he touches the statue's nipple. That made me laugh <laughs> so hard. I'm like, okay, this 100% just won, move, won me over. I'm so excited to see this movie because it clearly is in my mindset. Like everything that's going on here that Marcus is doing, I'm like, this is me. I am totally this guy. I loved that. And then you get the nice surprise at the end when Keanu Reeves pops up. I'm like, this this looks great. I had a great time watching this trailer. I'm really excited to see what Nanachka does with it. So uh, what did you guys think of it? Yeah, it looks okay. I don't know. I, I agree. It, it has some laughs. And I, I went through a whole like rom-com phase and I just, I, I don't want to say I've become like bitter and jaded. It's just, 
I I don't know. It's got to do something fresh, and this has that potential. I I will I will check it out on Netflix, uh, in hopes that it's doing something fresh. But I think like in the '90s, it just like I don't know, like Matthew McConaughey killed the, like the rom coms in the. 90s or early 2000s. Oh, you're blaming it all on him. Wow. wow. Yeah, there were so many bad ones. <laughs> there were so many bad ones. So I, I hope this this is part of a resurgence and a reinvention of that that genre because I, I there are some that are, are truly great. Uh, we'll see if this one gets there. Um, but it, it's hitting all the... It's giving me everything that I, I expect, which is good. I'm I'm looking for how it's going to be fresh. That's yeah. That's no, opinion. and I totally get yeah, that. I yeah, appreciate that, yeah. and I feel the same. But yeah, again, I when I see a character acting like I probably would, I'm like, okay, I I, I can be, <laughs> I can connect to this on that level, and I'll be totally fine if it's if it's the same old, same old. <laughs> even if it's the same old, same old, the character touched the same old. Yeah, no, that was it. Yeah, I just, I am actually really. Su- I just can't wait to. See, I'm really surprised to, to hear Steve Andy like, like not what? resonate as much as I expected him to with uh, this movie because I think the original title was "Dear Steve Sarmento, Always Be My Maybe," and they just had to shorten it. It's like written for him in his kind of jam. The thing that that yeah. was I found a little bit uh, frustrating is, uh, you know, when I I have my little saved search in my book marks bar and i hit and it's the official trailer save search for the year and only trailers that were released in the last week and the first trailer for this the the uh you know the seo optimized title was always be my maybe trailer 2019 keanu reeves netflix and the next one after that always be my maybe official trailer (laughs) keanu reeves comedy movie hd and then Always be my maybe trailer Netflix. Like Netflix has been SEO optimized in favor of Joe Blow movie trailers and one media. And I think that's frustrating because I would have enjoyed this trailer more on first watch had I not thought it was a Keanu Reeves you know, rom-com. And I originally found myself so frustrated by the fact that I was betrayed that Keanu was a stunt cast in this movie that I, I had to go When I watched it again this morning, I got exactly what you, you're getting out of it, Andy. I totally get it. But I was I was frustrated because I thought they're just, they're, this is a crappy movie that they put Keanu in because he's hot, you know, hot right now and forever. Um, and, and so they needed that name in there and that was how they were going to lift it to the top. I, I was annoyed by that at first. That's dumb SEO people. That was dumb and mean. It's, it is one of those things and it does feel a little bit like stunt casting, but at the same time, like, have you seen like statistics lately about like, you know, people have been tweeting about it, how all these big Hollywood actors, like how many films have they been in directed by women tom cruise zero yeah. you know they, they're all in the zeros yeah. and ones and then keanu reeves yeah. 13 and mm-hmm. yeah. you know just the fact that he's popping up in films like this and i you know i don't it's not going to be a big film and nanachka khan certainly has a career so far in hollywood more in kind of the tv projects that she's been involved in fresh off the boat don't trust the bee in apartment 23 uh, things like that, but you know, this is only her second uh, film or her first film project uh, that she's done. But still, the fact that Keanu's jumping into these things—I mean, I just I love that he's doing that. And sure, if it's if it helps market, whatever. I just I, I love the fact that uh, that is getting out there, and it's you know, 
maybe it's getting more buzz because of that. And maybe <laughs> well, it'll get more I love, viewers. I love his part in the trailer. I mean, what we see of him is awesome. Don't get me wrong. And I think between the three of us, we're going to help push this into the opening weekend three comma club. One bill. Here we go. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, this one is uh, it's going to be on Netflix, as we said, but it is also going to have a theatrical release here in the States, at least uh, starting May 31st. Awesome. There you go. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. All right. What's yours, Pete? Uh, I don't uh, I don't have any remember. information. <laughs> no, no, no. I it, This is one of those. I don't remember. It's it's a Netflix uh, film. Uh, it is called Layla. It is a Hindi language uh, film coming to Netflix. Uh, it's coming under the international TV shows thing uh, category in Netflix. Uh, and that makes me worry that it's not it's not in IMDb anywhere. I can't find it. I don't. It's, I'm looking at it on IMDb. You are? I could not find it. Send me the link. Yeah. I'm uh, sending it right now. Uh, because I don't know anything about it. All I know is I was really compelled by this, uh, by the trailer. I thought it was, um, it, it was, oh, nuts, you guys. It is a TV series. It is. But it only says, it only says one episode. So I don't. No, if it's a series that's only one episode, I yeah. It, well, I, IMDb has not been updated know. because it still no, just has yeah. it in development. So yeah, uh, okay. Well, so, I don't. So I don't know anything about it. this. Might be a TV series, and it's. I blame it on the fact that I just didn't pay attention in Hindi language class in middle school. I also never took Hindi language class in middle school. I uh, regret that I said that, but you should watch the trailer because I think it looks really great. I think it looks like a you know it's the story of uh, you know just dystopian future and a woman searches for the daughter she lost years ago and um it it, it is an, an interesting uh and compelling universe that they're you know the at least the visual universe that they're portraying in this thing is is one that i'm really interested in checking out and um so i i hope it's a movie please be a movie so that this pick actually counts this week and history will remember me as somebody who actually was able to, to do the do the work and do it right um well six, as, six as, as we series. said you know john wick is three parts but one movie okay all right, right. so this is this is six episodes one big story <sighs> there you go based on a novel. as long go. as you that watch from them a novel together don't make any all plans. at once yeah the don't right. make any plans layla on netflix uh, series right. the other it's thing the that binge. i like the other thing i like about it so much is that it is um it, it's percolating up in in my uh search results and usually these uh, new international like foreign language trailers i have to search for them and this one was an easy one to to pop up in in things that Netflix is clearly pushing um, right now. And I like that. Um, I, I really like that. It feels like a, I don't know, that feels like a shift for me. Uh, because believe me, my search results should be all swearing puppets and superheroes. And this <laughs> actually uh, struck me as something different and, and fun. So. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it looks cool. I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I mean, it, it, TV show or movie, either way, however you slice it, it looks like a compelling uh, kind of dystopian future sci-fi story. And I'm I'm all in. This is, looks like the, a great sort of thing to catch on Netflix. So I'm, I'm excited. It reminds me of a if you sort of mash together Children of Men and Handmaid's Tale yeah. yep. together, which I, I love both of those things. And I... Yeah, this it's it's dystopian, but still rooted in the real world, not so like sci-fi dystopian. So this is like 
you can project 10 years in the future and like, are we at this point? Uh, pretty easily. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very intrigued by what this story is about and it's something that I will definitely be checking out on Netflix. Thanks for bringing it to our attention. Well, I don't know when it's coming. I don't know anything else. June 14th. <laughs> June 14th. All six episodes go you live know what on I Netflix. I like so much is that really I just show up and Andy does all the work. This is, this is the history of this podcast. I think it podcast. actually said at the end of your trailer if you were watching it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> As I said, June 14th, uh, all six episodes. And uh, yeah, in fact, it does. He's absolutely right because he can read and I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I got to the logo screen and I was like, got it. That's right. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, funny. Okay. All right. Well, enough out of that. Let's uh, let's do the list. Let's do it. So uh, this week we talk about uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls, the 1943 Sam Wood adaptation of Hemingway's novel. And we put the list up. And of course, we were cheeky and <laughs> gave everybody the option. Hey, how about, uh, you know. Movies with bells tolling in them. And of course, <laughs> as a, a runaway train everybody jumped onto. So we're here to talk about movies in which bells toll. This was, <laughs> this was tough. This was tough <laughs> in the beginning. And it was really important to find a, a way in to this topic. And I tell you, I struggled. I hope I'm not giving anything away, but I, uh, I, there was one point where it was so dark in my research that I thought, has Kristen Bell been in any terrible movies? Like <laughs> maybe it's just Kristen Bell has taken or a she toll. drives through a toll booth or how about, I was going to yeah, say she that, drives through a toll or booth. Gloria, you got, you got Gloria Bell was the other thing that just kind of subsumed everything i thought oh julianne moore pays a toll in the <laughs> right, uh, gloria right. bell movie so bell is totally or kristen bell kristen yes. bell or that's at, at one point i uh i went to uh lake bell who i'm quite a fan of and, oh yeah and, and and to see if she had any tolls involved but uh anyhow oh, uh, so oh, i think the uh the uh, kino lorber corollary is in play and thus steve is first I had, as I thought about this list, I said, I, I remember this scene with this bell. I don't know what movie that is. And my search gave me no help at all. I'm like, I know I've seen these. So I'm, I'm going into categories of things like where are like bell towers? Where is all of that was not helping me at all. So I, I cobbled together something so that we'll see where we go, but I'm going to start with uh, a, a relatively recent film that is more of a, a kid's film, but one that I, I really enjoyed and had a lot of fun with. And it's it's based on a book. And if my kids were younger, it's probably something we would we would read through the series. But I'm talking about the house with the clock in its walls. And throughout that story in the in the film, you'll see there's a there's a there's a bell that tolls and it's counting down to something. It's some apocalyptic climactic event. So there are several points without where in the in the film where all of a sudden there will be just a bong of a bell tolling numerous times. Mm. That's that's my first one. If you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. It is a lot of fun for the family. I have not. That's when the kids it. were really excited about, and uh, we never made it to the theaters. And uh, yeah. I need to uh, pick it up at the library or something so we can check it out because I yeah. am very curious, especially because Eli Roth directed that. Yeah, and you got Jack Black and Kate Blanchett, and it's just yeah. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's not 
a lasting one that I don't think we would come back to a lot, but it was it was refreshingly new, I thought. Yeah. Right. For for my first one, um I I think I may take the uh take the win for the most bells tolling in any of the films we're gonna be talking about. Um because whatever their pitch, you can fill them bewitching you, the rich and the ritual knells of the bells of Notre Dame. I'm talking about the 1996 animated The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, there are so many bells ringing in this because it's about a bell ringer and he rings the bells a good number of times throughout the film. And in light of the tragedy of Notre Dame this year, I felt like I really should put this one on the list. Plus, I love this movie. I, I know a lot of people aren't uh, that keen on it. And yes, it has some real problems with the gargoyle characters in the film, but it has some serious dark stuff going on in the film. I I love this film. I think the music is fantastic. Um, that's my first pick. 1996, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's a That's a good pick. And it's so good, in fact, that it's a steal. Uh, <laughs> that's why i had to get it out so, first yeah yeah that was the race the race to hunchback D- steve yeah. is, is there a chance that this was on your list no because i haven't seen that one. Oh, too bad oh, yeah yeah it's no, good it's, stuff yeah it's worth yeah. a watch just just be wary yeah. that you know, you got to get through the gargoyles uh annoying characters but outside of them it's there's some really strong moments in it some of the most beautiful imagery i think in in any of the disney animated films certainly uh one that might have warranted a stronger rating yeah i remember there was something about who's the female character Demi Moore playing some, the gypsy Demi esmeralda and, and, yeah and there's some some weird sexy creepy thing oh, yes. going on with with her so yeah it's more it's more a, a, you know a, a figment of uh the of uh judge claude frollo's imagination of her image uh, okay. uh, rising up out of the flames in his fire and oh, uh, god that her, was her, unbelievable her, her image um uh offended people and they because they, she looked naked and so they had to go back oh. in and reanimate her to make it very clear that she was wearing clothes her flame figure is, her flame figure yeah. is clothed yeah. okay uh, all right. I, I have. I can do. I can do this. I can do this. I can do hard things since you took the hunchback. I will open the <laughs> bidding with a movie that I find if I am in the right mood, it's a five star and a heart. And otherwise, um, it's a four star and a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am okay. I am opening with, um, uh, I think you've still got lightning in you, the final kiss on the bell tower uh, in Moonrise Kingdom, uh, in the middle of the storm, uh, and all of the, uh, you know, weird Wes Anderson-y things that are going on in, in this movie uh, all come to a head right at the end of this, uh, this movie as the, the bell strike on the bell tower in the in the storm and i am here for it uh moonrise kingdom what'd you guys think yeah that's a steal hey that's something (laughs) yeah i don't remember that movie well enough um uh i remember i you know i was kind of losing steam on wes anderson um and then i watched that one i go oh okay okay that's not it's not my favorite but i think he's on track still um but i don't remember that scene I need to rewatch that one. You should rewatch that one. Yes. yes. Oh, that one's a lot of fun. It, it's, it, it is, to me, it's redemptive of Wes Anderson in some areas where I was. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a guy who generally likes Wes Anderson, but there are some things that I really, really don't. And I, this one uh, was redemptive for me. So 
That's it. That's my number three. That's my entry into the bells. Okay. Nice. Into the okay. bells. That's a, that's a good start. Yeah. Good start. Since you stole one, oh, you got to feel, good about, feel so here. good about that. Shift, shift, shift. Yes. Shuffle, shift, shuffle, shift. shuffle. So, uh, okay, this is one. Yeah, I think this was, I remembered something and I searched and I'm like, well, this might be it because there's a, there's, there's a bell here. There's the bell is ringing because there's all this fighting going on around it in Quantum of Solace. Oh, which I've seen once, maybe twice. Uh, but it's, Again, not a movie I have strong memories of, but I was like, oh, yeah, there, I, I think that may be that vague image I have in my head. Uh, finding that clip on uh, YouTube as I'm searching for scenes with bells. Uh, <laughs> that one showed up and I thought, OK, it's it's not the greatest Bond film, but we do have a big fight in a clock tower bell tower. I really enjoy that Bond film. I know a lot of people uh, dismiss it, but I think it's a great one. So. I do too. I, I actually, well, it's yeah. not it's not the remake of Casino Royale for me, but uh, I do enjoy that one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Nice bell tower. Yep. All right. For Andy. my next choice, uh, I am looking at um, a, a really really fantastic horror film, uh, 1976's The Omen. This is Richard Donner's uh, wonderfully creepy film written by David Seltzer, and it has uh, a wonderfully scary scene where the uh, we have our our characters bringing their uh, their child to church, and uh, as they're walking closer, the the church bells are are ringing, are tolling, and as they get closer and closer little Damien begins panicking and the closer they get and the deeper and slower the bells ring, uh, it just becomes, you know, so terrifying that, uh, he just can't handle it. So, uh, a good sign of, of tolling and a clear sign that he is the devil. If only everyone paid attention. Um, that is my second choice. The omen. Not a steal. Not a steal, but I do have to ask, did you get your list from the website bellhistorians.org.uk? Because they have three movies listed on their movies with church bells. One is The Omen. One is your 1996 Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm waiting to see what your third pick is. Because... Well, I... apparently the bell, the British bell historians are right there with you on movies with church bells. I will say I did look on that site, but not until I had already built a list. Okay, uh, it was a, it was a fresh reminder of the omen because it was not on my list until I did look at their page. I'm like, oh, of course. So, but uh, no, Hunchback instantly came to my mind. So okay. I can't give them credit for that one. Okay. All right, my number two. Um... In an otherwise uh, letdown of a movie, this particular scene is one that gave me hope uh, for a potential future. Uh, that and and that hope is, I think it's still out there somewhere. Uh, it is the bell tower scene in Spider Man Three. This <sighs> is this is when Eddie Brock gets the Venom suit, and this was the first time I thought, okay, maybe we're going to get some Venom love and have it done right now a lot of years have passed <laughs> and and uh but but i just keep sort of conjuring up that initial feeling when eddie brock got the i was excited when eddie brock was in that movie i was there was a lot to be that that i just didn't didn't truck with that movie and the movie has not done well in hindsight but it does have 
a scene that I call a scene of hope in that bell tower that one day we still might get a fantastic, truly fantastic uh, treatment of Venom someday. <laughs> I liked the Venom, that they, the new one. I thought it was fine. I think people are... That's the that's the issue. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, it, it was fun. It wasn't you know amazing. I, I don't yeah. like the character Venom. I thought they did as yeah. good as they'll ever do. Well, and, here's the uh, problem. I, I don't think Venom is a standalone movie. I think Venom, it, we need no. a treatment of the character in a way that he has something to play off of. And that's the thing that's so frustrating. And that's the thing that I was hopeful all the way back in Spider-Man 3, that someday we would get a Venom as a foil to Spider-Man at all. And I'm waiting. I, I stand waiting. Spider-Man. Well, here's the thing. They've done the Venom movie now, and it's in the Sony Spider-Man universe. So yeah. it's entirely possible yeah. that they will build to a uh, Venom Spider-Man film at some point once uh -huh. they've uh, established those characters more strongly. I stand waiting. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, Steve. Uh, Steve. Okay. Well, I'm down to two and, and one. I can't confirm. That there's actually a bell in it, so I'm going to go with the one that I can confirm. The presence of bells in Steve's final choice. <laughs> well, there's a there's a clock, and normally there's a bell when the you know a certain hour hits that the bell will ring. But it's been a while since I've seen the movie, and the clips that I found online, it hits that hour, and the bell isn't ringing, so I can't confirm. So I'm going with something I mentioned earlier today, going back to Tim Burton's Batman, and we have the big bell crap. There at the end with the Joker and the the bell and the thing. So not none of these are with the yeah yeah none of these are like fabulous recommendations. But that one is. Hey Steve, fans, you listeners, shut your mouth. <laughs> nothing that I'm saying you need to watch immediately, but if you are really driven, as you all you listeners asked for, movies with bells tolling, this is what you're getting. <laughs> It's been a long time fault. since I've seen Come it. On. it. It's it's. I don't know that it holds up. Oh, that it does. Well. It don't worry I, it's about been it. A long, don't it's been a long Steve. time since I've don't, seen. I'm rewatching it this weekend, actually. I, so I uh, yes, no, look, don't I'll listen to him. <laughs> it's this is a fantastic okay. fight scene at the end with with uh, uh, Joker dancing with Vicky Vale and with uh, as this the da 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 and you are way underplaying it and you don't even deserve to have stolen this from me okay <laughs> it was was it on your wow. list too andy it was not on my list oh uh, okay not a steal if of a steal anything that we talk about that should have been the double steal of the day i am sorry batman <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it took place in a clock tower, but like you, Steve, I'm like, is yeah. there a bell tolling? I can't yeah. recall, so I didn't go with that one. There's a in Batman. Yeah, there's a bell tolling on a goon's face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> the bell literally tolls his face. It's well, amazing. I, I, like yes. I said, I don't remember. I'm gonna rewatch yeah. it this weekend, so I'll. Uh, you know what? I you will, don't even deserve to I'll watch it. Fresh. Don't watch it. In turn, <laughs> go to wow. Andy's house. Take his. Copy, take it away. Take his copy. Wow. So mean. And don't let him listen <laughs> right. to Bat Dance ever again. Uh, wow. After, and Andy, well, after all, all the work you do for him, <laughs> and he just takes that away from you. Right. I'm sorry. Look at this. Change.org. Don't ever let Andy <laughs> listen to the Batman soundtrack. 
Okay, uh, I'm done. Go ahead. Publish. How many? How many uh, are you trying? Are, to are you talking about, about the Danny Elfman Batman, or are you talking about the Prince <laughs> Batman soundtrack? I speak of both what? with great reverence. Both. Okay. All right. Doesn't matter. Andy has been cut off from the Tim Burton <laughs> Batman universe. <laughs> That's okay. I've got Batwoman. <laughs> All right. For my final pick, I am going with one that um, I am thrilled has not been a steal. I uh, It's a it's an absolute classic. I'm glad to include it on the list. It is 1958's Vertigo. Oh, for crying out loud. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> this has such a great uh, story. And at the end of it, of course, it takes place on the clock tower. I mean, up in a church tower, and it, in fact, very much true to the bell tolling uh, reference used for the title of For Whom the Bell Tolls. As soon as the final death happens in the film, it is, in fact, a nun who begins tolling the bell <laughs> for the death. <laughs> it was so perfect. I uh, I couldn't help but uh, uh, make it required uh, inclusion on my list. So uh, final choice, Vertigo. <sighs> Yeah, I avoided that one and, and Hunchback because I knew both of you had to have those on your list. So I just preemptively said, I know those will get taken. I, I, I'm going to have to dig into the backups anyway. No, that's a, yeah, that's a great pick. And apparently a steal. Oh, for crying Sorry, out Pete. loud, you guys. This is my, both of my number ones have been taken. And well, that's what happens when we do your job for you. <laughs> <laughs> All this trailer uh, I, research. I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, that's a fair point. Uh, I I have three. <laughs> I have three left. The first one uh, is a cathedral, and I don't believe there are any bells in it. But that's really disappointing because okay. I I can't. I honestly can't remember. So I'm just going to ask. Do you guys remember any bells actually tolling at any point in Hot Fuzz? Where's Nick Langdon when we need him? Uh, well, I know. I don't, I don't recall. Uh, My yeah, question they were, is, they does were meeting, the bell... They were meeting at the clock tower, and then the, the yeah. spire gets knocked down on yeah. the guy but i can't remember if the bells actually yeah, ring that's what i am waiting yeah, but that was recall. that was on my yeah. my backup list does a bell toll yeah. for young tim messenger that is my question because i can't <laughs> remember if the sound is associated with that either way see hot fuzz because it's hot fuzz uh that would be my my number if there's a bell tolling in that one that would be my number one the other one that is a lock for an actual bell tower is at uh, is in inferno uh but you know it's also inferno so you're never gonna see it <laughs> so it's like why you that <laughs> there's literally a bell tower chase it. in inferno and you know what <laughs> find it on youtube so <laughs> If there is no bell tower in Hot Fuzz and it's only the cathedral and there are no bells ringing, then don't worry. You've already seen Inferno. I mean, you haven't seen it, but you've seen it. It's Yeah, watch the trailer. That's all you need to watch for <laughs> that one. Like, That's no. pretty terrible. <laughs> the, uh, um, oh, go ahead. I, I had one more on my very backup list since you guys stole both of them. But that was, uh, did you know that the Leaning Tower of Pisa is actually a bell tower? Did you know really? that? No. Yes, it is a campanile. <gasps> and in fact, that added one more movie to my list, which is Superman 3, because he straightens <laughs> and then unstraightens the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So there you go. <laughs> is that is that 
Thank goodness that got is that, included. Is, is, that, is that Drunk that's Batman that does that? I can't <laughs> right, remember. Right. Drunk Batman. Drunk Superman. Yeah. Drunk, I mean, Drunk Superman. Superman. Yes. Drunk I Superman. We shall never speak about it. Superman 3. Although Drunk Batman showing up in Superman 3 might have made it better. <laughs> yes. Oy. So the, the one that I couldn't recall, well, there were two, but one I was referring to is The Quick and the Dead, because we've got all these shootouts at like, High noon and these other times I thought it's got a ring, but all the clips, it's like you see the minute hand go and then they're, they're drawing and shooting. There's no bell ringing. And then I was trying to remember if in either of like the national treasure movies there, there, I think in the first one, he's in a bell tower at like independence hall, but I, I don't think the bell rings. And so I, I, I have bells, but I, cause I haven't seen those movies recently. Those were the two other ones that I thought potentially he, I, like I said, like hot fuzz. I don't yeah. know. There should be in the background yeah. somewhere, but bells tolling really aren't pivotal, you know, <laughs> plot points that you're going to remember. Like, oh yeah, the that really dramatic scene when the bell tolls. Right, right, and, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Uh, so the the other thing that I couldn't remember, which I can't believe I can't remember, is Harry Potter because there are in Hogwarts two giant bell towers that are on either yeah. side of the greenhouse and in Prisoner of Azkaban they completely redesigned the bell towers to make them tall and oh, beautiful yeah. and yeah. Uh, I just can't remember when it in at from that point forward when the bells actually tolled in the Harry Potter cinematic year. I'm sure bells rang at some point and so that yeah. should probably be on there somewhere i just sent uh, you a link pete uh, uh in hot fuzz there is in fact the uh chiming of the bell when it hits uh three o'clock which which incites uh, uh nick to run try to oh, try okay. to catch oh. the guy. so there is a bell ringing there okay. hallelujah because right now pete's list number one pick is batman vertigo both stolen so hot fuzz unless there's no bell in it in which case inferno whatever <laughs> I did have as a backup guys and dolls because aside from the there's a whole yeah. song if if I were a bell and in fact I, while you don't see it at the very end of the song while she's uh, singing there are bells sing, uh, bells ringing behind her yeah technically they're ringing uh, maybe not tolling but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work so well if I were a bell I'd be tolling because <laughs> if it was bells if it was bells ringing you could just do the whole opening of Back to the Future with all the alarm clocks. Well, there's bells, also the church. There's, really there's also the clock tower. But does the clock but tower count? It doesn't bong. It, it, at the very it, end, yeah. it does. At the very end, it does. It's does fixed. It? And and because he's like, he turns and looks because it rings. Oh, yeah, oh. you're right. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I, none of us had that on. Our well, I, I was like, yeah. I wasn't sure if a clock yeah. ringing uh, was strong was enough. A, well, I actually, my there, right? my yeah. wife actually yeah. suggested that. And I said, eh, it's no bell. I need the bell tower. Yeah. Yeah. So. What are we doing this week? Well, we are looking at George Cukor's 1944 remake of Gaslight. And uh, yeah, so what do we want to do? Well, gaslighting. That seems like a <laughs> yes. lot of movies with, with some form of gaslighting in it. Right. Okay. Some sort of psychological torture. There's one. Okay. Okay. We've got um, uh, Married to a Murderer. Yo, that's great. Oh, that's okay. a great list, yeah. Andy. Oh, no wonder you're in charge. <laughs> Sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched it who's getting ready to dig in. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? The movie is so old. It's your fault. It's well, yeah. It's not mine. Seventy <laughs> five years later. Yeah, you should know this. Oh, let's see what else. And we've got. Um, uh, I don't know. Cold cases. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll man. We should do more movies like this idea. on the show. Those are great. <laughs> those are like easy. Those are easy. Bang those yeah. things out quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you seen this, Steve? Long time ago. It's been a while, so I have hazy recollections of it. So I, I am interested in rewatching this again. And so, and again, I maybe both versions. Yeah. Uh, so, but it has been a long time. Nice. Well, yeah, definitely check it out. I, I, yeah. I'm glad yeah. I revisited. I'm glad I checked out the 1940 version actually before yeah. I jump into the the remake. So okay. it's uh, it's it's well worth it. It really is. Right. It's a. It was a solid, solid film. And great casting too. Yeah, I just totally. loved the the three leads. I mean, really, just a great performances by all of them. Oh God, Anton Walbrook is diabolical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's really great. Yeah. Hey, cool. that, was, that was great. That was easy. I was, yeah. I hardly. I yeah. Just barely had to show up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh until I cry. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. oh, we love you, Pete. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, what, what's first thing you're gonna see when you hang up the show, Andy? I, uh, you know, I'm torn. I started uh, the 1944 Gaslight last night, so I'm tempted to jump into that. But I also have a few things to watch with the kids. Uh, we're going to watch Batman, as I said, and we are going to watch X-Men. So I don't know what I'm going to be watching first, but one of those. Steve? Yeah, it looks like I'm going to hit Amazon Prime for a 1940 Gaslight or John Wick 2. Maybe both at mm. the same time. We will the see. The Benjamin Button John Wicks uh, <laughs> watch party. Uh, I started watching for the very first time The Hangover with my daughter. Uh, let me say, oh, first geez. time for her. Another fantastic oh, parenting oh. moment. And we watched, we <laughs> yes. got through the first 45 minutes of it. And uh, then we had to stop for other uh, reasons. But it was. You had to stop and was, finally realize I shouldn't be watching this with no. my daughter. Oh, I, you, Andy, <laughs> by now you should know I don't realize I that. Don't. so at some point we're gonna have to finish that uh hopefully sometime today so excellent (laughs) if we're we're talking about what we're watching with family then i i my daughter my youngest has said that this weekend she's would be willing to sit down and watch shakespeare in love with me because i've been trying to get her to watch it for like the past year and a half because i think she would really enjoy it i think they did romeo and juliet earlier in the year she said you know i think maybe this weekend i might be ready to watch that so that may be another one. I might be I ready this to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, our kids grow into completely different things. Yes. All right. Hey, uh, good time, everybody. <laughs> thank right. you. Thank you, Steve and Andy. And thank you, everybody, for downloading, listening to this show. We sure appreciate you uh, uh, supporting us and, and helping us do what we do. And if you're just listening to this over on patreon.com slash the next reel, but you haven't supported the show, we sure would appreciate it. if you consider uh, dropping us a few bucks. Uh, support the show. Join us for live streams. Uh, hang out with us uh, over on Discord and, um, and, and just, you know, sleep well at night knowing that you are doing well for the podcast universe that is the next reel. Thanks, everybody. Hondo. See ya! You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it? Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle, or better yet, Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. 
For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reels family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Stephen JJ talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Uh, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about The Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara. Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. <laughs> 